Take the bitterness from my heart, God. Fill it with your goodness. Take the bitterness from my heart, God. Fill it with your goodness. These are the prayers that bring us home. With Ramona Garcia and Gay Slamka, this is John Garland, and we're exploring the Psalms, this ancient prayer book of the Bible that teaches us this spiritual vocabulary of healing and resilience and praise, and today, honesty. The prayers that bring us home. The Psalms are Jesus's prayer book, and we pray them communally each day with him and with our small group and with the cloud of pilgrims around the world today and the cloud of pilgrims back through the many centuries. And we pray these Psalms with you. We're glad you joined us. Gay and I are gonna chat a little bit about today's Psalm 73. How would you describe this Psalm, Gay? Um, This Psalm is a very honest confession about the unfairness of the world and kind of a bit of crisis of faith. It is, and it's the beginning of book three. It's going to set the tone uh, for this next um, section of the Psalms, book three of the Psalms. Um, So we're going to get to this really, really moving, beautiful, confessional um, talk with God. Um, But first, we'll begin with this distilled prayer, and then we'll listen to Psalm 73. And then, Gay, you and I will come back for a little conversation. Sounds good. Take the bitterness from my heart, God. Fill it with your goodness. Psalm 73, a psalm of Asaph. God certainly is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet come close to stumbling. My steps had almost slipped. For I was envious of the arrogant, as I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no pains in their death, and their belly is healthy. They are not in trouble like other people, nor are they tormented together with the rest of mankind. Therefore, arrogance is their necklace. The garment of violence covers them. Their eye bulges from wealth. The imaginations of their heart overflow. They mock and wickedly speak of oppression. They speak from on high. They have set their mouth against the heavens and their tongue parades through the earth. Therefore, his people return here and abundant waters are drunk by them. They say, how does God know? And is there knowledge with the most high? Behold, these are the wicked and always at ease. They have increased in wealth. Surely in vain I have kept my heart pure and washed my hands in innocence, for I have been stricken all day long and punished every morning. If I had said I will speak this way, behold, I would have betrayed the generation of your children. When I thought of understanding this, it was troublesome in my sight until I entered the sanctuary of God. Then I perceived their end. You indeed put them on slippery ground. You drop them into ruin, how they are destroyed in a moment. They are utterly swept away by sudden terrors. Like a dream when one awakes, Lord, when stirred, you will despise their image. 
when my heart was embittered and I was pierced within, then I was stupid and ignorant. I was like an animal before you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You have taken hold of my right hand. You will guide me with your plan and afterward receive me to glory. Whom do I have in heaven but you? And with you I desire nothing on earth. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For behold, those who are far from you will perish. You have destroyed all those who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, the nearness of God is good for me. I have made the Lord Yahweh my refuge so that I may tell of all your works. Amen. Wow, Psalm 73. What a what a fascinating tone this psalm sets for for the for the beginning of book 3. This is the first psalm and in book 3 it's sort of laying out a way of seeing um the wicked and seeing the pure in heart but also seeing how hard it is to stay pure in heart what's your reaction to this psalm gay well you know it starts with this god is certainly good to israel and those pure in heart but then it flips to i came close to stumbling and it's really because i'm envious and envious of others who it looks like their lives are all perfect uh the wealthy the arrogant um and they don't have any trouble in their lives and i think a lot of us have been to this place of envy and seeing the world through um the eyes of the unfairness and questioning God during that time. Like how, why is it these people who, who talk so oppressively about the migrants are the homeless and yet they live in these big houses and they're full of wealth and nothing seems to ever go wrong in their lives. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's hard to read this psalm from the from the place of American Christianity, I think, in, in a lot of ways. It's very, it seems almost like this psalm is um it's foretelling what happens when Christianity or no, I'm sorry, when the faith in God, because of course this psalm comes way, way before all the Christian movement, but yeah. this what happens when the faith is um adopted into an empire structure of of wealth. Um, but also it's so confessional. It's so uh open. It's saying, hey God, have a look at my heart. This is what I'm distracted by. Um, and, and then, and then after describing all these things, I see they're, they're really unjust and they're, they're just, you know, living lives as if God can't see, as if you can't see at all. I understand that they are wicked, but then in the very middle of the Psalm or in verse 13, it's like, I think I've, this is all a waste of time. 
I think my faith, surely in vain, I've kept my heart pure. Like maybe, maybe this faith thing isn't worth it. There's this conflict of faith, uh, which the, the psalmist is completely honest about with God. Yeah. And I think that's important when we pray. I mean, God knows our hearts already, but to speak those words to God, I think that allows for that honesty allows for our hearts to open up to God speaking to us too. Um, because it's really hard in this world to be honest with everything that we think and feel about the unfairness of it. And yet God does want us to be honest with all of that. Yeah. Um, this, this is really interesting that, you know, all this openness and honesty about why are these people, why do their lives seem so easy and mine is so hard and I'm struggling. And then verse 17, until I entered the sanctuary of God, then I perceived therein. And you indeed put them on slippery ground. So, you know, even though the world seems unfair, um, God's justice is always there and is always going to be there for us. Yeah, what a beautiful line. It's it's very mysterious. It's the entering into the sanctuary, entering into the presence, the praise of God. Um, it's it's this perspective giving experience of being near God. And that becomes the theme of this psalm for the, the rest of the way. It's like it's all the answer is nearness. The answer is to be present with God and let God be present with us. Um, I love I love verse 21 and 22. It is I was just good. looking at that, too. <laughs> it's such a great verse. When my heart was embittered, I was pierced within. I was stupid and ignorant, I was like a brute animal before <laughs> you, God. What a lovely confession. <laughs> that is, that is a beautiful confession. And um, then and then it says, nevertheless, I am continually with you. Even in that, in the, even in that bitter, pierced, ignorant, stupid, animalistic place, I'm continually yeah. with you. And you've taken hold of my right hand. And you will guide me. Um, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. As for me, the nearness of God is good. Um, it's, it's sort of the shifting. It's, it's after all this confession, like letting it all out. I've been distracted. I'm having a crisis of faith. I am a mess and I'm mortal, but the nearness of God is good um, at that ending focus on the near. And this is going to set us up for the rest of book three of the Psalms. This, this perspective um, or this understanding, this confession, I think. You know, I really love the honesty that, uh, you know, it, the words that are used and how um, open the psalmist is in this and being truthful about all the things, all the sinful thoughts, all the, all the envy and 
yet realizing and that's only by turning back to God that um, he has a refuge or we have a refuge. Yeah, it's super inspiring. It's really inspiring to speak, to pray with just outrageous honesty to God. I love it. Thanks, Kay. Thank you, John. Take the bitterness from my heart, God. Fill it with your goodness. Take the bitterness from my heart, God. Fill it with your goodness. Take the bitterness from my heart, God. Fill it with your goodness. Isn't it amazing to pray with the Messiah? These ancient prayers, they were held by an enslaved people through the horrific exile in Babylon and crafted and organized and woven together into this prayer book to heal an entire nation and and the whole world. These prayers that Jesus used and lived into and unveiled and gave to us, gave to all of us through the centuries to pray together. These are the prayers that bring us home. Well, blessings, you all. We'll see you tomorrow. And until then, may the peace of Christ walk with you on your long journey home. We are all going home.